It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sambrano. Host of Locked On Rays on the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked On Rays on Himalaya as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Rays. Well, the Tampa Bay Rays won their fifth game in a row. They are now on a nine-game road winning streak. They came from behind to beat the San Diego Padres 7-5, to and quite frankly, that's what playoff teams have to do. Sometimes you're down by a couple and you have to battle back and, and find a way to get the win, even though the starting pitching and, and some things weren't all there, but that's what the Rays did. And yeah, there's there's definitely some negatives you can take from this game, but hey, they got the win. Uh, yeah, it, it wasn't a perfect win. Uh, the offense had to kind of uh, take that game back from from a, a weird uh, performance by McKay. Because, and I say weird because it was a different McKay. It was the guy that didn't have the, the usual command of all of his pitches. Uh, walked six guys in, in four innings, so it was a it was a weird outing for for Brendan. Um, I, I I think it was probably the worst we've seen him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he still gave the, the the team a chance to win. He, that's pretty impressive for a 23 year old. But yeah, the, the offense uh, did their job, and and a couple of guys certainly had big games. Yeah, and with Brendan McKay, it was one of those things where it seemed to be really the first time that he wasn't able to command the zone because that's been something that he's done such a good job of since being called up to the majors where he's just been able to throw strikes and wiggle the ball into the zone, but he just wasn't having it. I don't know if it was being on the West coast and that he was trying to gear up to hit in the national league. And, you know, a lot of different things running through your mind there as far as trying to go back to being that two way player. But then again, it could just be one of those happenstance things. He's a rookie and you're going to have a bad outing every now and again. Right. I wouldn't say it's a, a cause for concern or anything like that. Heck, Charlie Morton gave up four earned runs in his last start. So yeah. you hope he's just able to get back on track from this and that this is just a little blip on the radar and that McKay can return to form where he's been a pretty solid pitcher since he's been called up. I mean, of course, he had that amazing yeah. um, opening uh, to start the season where it was like, wow, we get this from Brennan McKay. The Rays are on easy street, but I think it yeah. was it was you know going back and and looking at things that he wasn't going to be able to keep up that pace, especially in his first year uh, in the majors and getting called up and sent back multiple times. But um, if he can just get back to that form of hey, if you can get five to six innings, three earned runs or so, little to no walks and seven eight strikeouts, right. I think that's really all the Rays are asking for at this point. Yeah, but you know, having said that. You know, sometimes the offense should pick up the pitchers a little bit, uh, especially in, in, in the Tampa Bay club, because it's usually the other way around. It's the pitching that that that, that gets the win. So it, it was nice to see, you know, Willie Adamant. Uh, but how different is he on the road? I mean, the numbers are amazing. His away stats: he's slashing three oh two with a nine twelve OPS. Only uh, three of his fifteen home runs have been uh, at home. 
I mean, he is just another type of player. Honestly, when when I was hearing about Willie Adamas coming up through the minors, I was imagining this type of player. This this road Willie was what I was imagining all the time, mm-hmm. um, and, and it hasn't been that way. But he's shown that he can have the talent to be that uh, that that player. He didn't have these splits last year. Yeah, definitely, and he's just about to turn 24. And I'll tell you what doesn't slump for Willie Adamas. It's the defense. It plays on the road or at home. In fact, I recently saw a stat, I think, um, from fan graphs that Adamas leads the American League, uh, shortstops in the American League, in defensive runs saved with 10. And it goes back to the drills he's doing with Rodney Linares and wow. really getting back to those fundamentals. I mean, we've talked about how much he's picked it up defensively. It would just be nice, like you said, to be able to take some of those hitting numbers that he's had on the road and translate them to home. But then again, right. hey, it's one of those things that's so interesting because the Rays are have the best record in the majors on the road at 40-22 and 22 now. And is that a byproduct of some of the competition or lack thereof? Probably, and, and to some extent, definitely. But you wonder, hey, first or second wild card, even if the Rays, which are in a position to take that second wild card and, and really aren't that far from the Indians for that first spot, although it could be the Twins, it could be the Indians. We don't really know as of right now. Yeah. But I'm honestly comfortable with them going on the road and, and playing a one-game play-in game. So, yeah, it's funny how those things work out, Kev, because, you know, being a road team, you never want to just play one game. So that, that that's not the objective. The objective is to, you know, go, go deep in the, in the playoffs, obviously. So uh, I think they would feel very comfortable, you know, even if they don't get that first wild card uh, position to play at home. And it would be fun to use those cowbells and, yeah. uh, and have, uh, you know, some people maybe lose a pop-up or a, or a fly ball uh, in, in the catwalk. But, you know, I'll, I'll take the win wherever it is. It's been a while since the cowbells have been broken out, so it'd be nice to be able to see those. And don't even get me started on just the one-game playoff for the wild card. This isn't football. This is baseball. There needs to be at least a three- or a five-game series, if not more, in my personal opinion. But that'll be for another time. Hopefully, we can have that discussion a month from now or a month and a half from now when the Rays are uh, at that point. It just kind of stinks right now because – the Yankees are playing out of their minds, and, and the Rays can't it's, seem to pick up ground on a team that are, is... Are you of, kidding me? Yeah. It's, it's, it's so frustrating that the Rays are playing this well. They are winning constantly, and they're still sitting nine games behind the Yankees. Why the Yankees buying these wins? It's, it's, it's unreal what's yeah, happening. I believe the Yankees are one of two teams in the majors who have 80 wins to their name, the Dodgers being the other one. So maybe that's some foreshadowing for the World Series, hopefully not for the Rays' favor, but it's just crazy how much on a a tear they've been, as have the Indians. The Indians are starting to come out of nowhere as well, especially since the trade of Trevor Bauer. Um, One more thing I want to mention about that game uh, before we'll take a quick break is Jimon Choi, it was good to see him finally get back and get things going, getting a couple of hits and having that huge two-run home run on a fastball inside, lefty-lefty matchup. And that's a guy who's really just been playing sparingly as of late and has struggled as of late. But to see him get something going with really going back to being a part-time player, I think is huge. And 
You, you, we thought we'd get more power numbers from him. It just hasn't happened so far this season, but maybe this is a, a sign in the right direction and, and also a show that the Rays can have everybody and anybody step up at any time. Well, he showed flashes last year, the, the, those last two months, of that power we thought we had and came out going with that 877 OPS in 49 games. So that was pretty, pretty exciting. Um, and so this season, that hasn't really translated. But uh, Juan Toribio at MLB.com was uh, putting up some very interesting numbers on Choi. Whenever Choi gets going, the offense is so much better, Kev. I mean, it, it's, it's, really, it's really remarkable how Gian Choi getting multi-hit games, being on base – producing for this ball club is it is drives the offense and gets the race some wins. He's he's a catalyst. I wouldn't think he's the prototypical uh, leadoff hitter. Mm-hmm. I like Austin Meadows in, in, in that position a little bit better, but I think Jimon Choi, when he's on, it, it means good things for the Rays. Yeah, and, and we went back and had that discussion about the Rays at the time sending down uh, Nate Lau and uh, it was one of those things where I think Lau is definitely or low. I, I get my lows and Lau's mixed up, but Nate is going to be a guy where he is definitely the future of the team. While G Man yeah. Choi, he was out of options, and you, they're right. pretty much. It was much, an options game. Yeah, it was, it was an, an options, options game, game, and you just hope he's able to close the season on a good note and and go from there. But I do think you know Nate's going to be the guy going forward. But if you can just get some solid production from G Man, I mean that's huge for especially with all the guys going down. I mean, we just saw that obviously Garcia has an oblique strain. I mean, that's another guy that you can add to the shelf for a couple of days, although they say he's going to be back for the weekend. I'll see when I believe it. Uh, so we'll, we'll have that discussion at another time too. Uh, fantasy football players, make sure you listen to Vinny Iyer and Locked On Fantasy Football. Vinny gives you the edge with over 20 years covering fantasy football. Don't listen to the same stuff as everyone else. Then you are the same. Get the edge from Vinny that will put you ahead on draft day and put you ahead all season long. Locked on Fantasy Football on your favorite podcast provider. Coming up next, we'll look ahead to today's matinee and what should the Rays do with Jose Alvarado. All right, guys, let's talk about sex. Good sex. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Of course you do. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. We all like a little bit of confidence, right? Listen up, bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready to go whenever an opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants a little bit of extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code MLB to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. 
All right, Ulysses, before we get to today's game, uh, we got a question on Twitter from Ethan Broom uh, about Jose Alvarado. He says, we have to do something about Alvarado. I don't know if he needs to be sent down for a while, but he's not ready for the big stage. Of course, Alvarado did pitch in the eighth inning of last night's game, um, and it was shaky to say the least and to be honest. Um, I think half of his balls were... Half of his throws were strikes, half of them were balls. I think just about every batter he started off with started off with a ball. Luckily, he was able to get two outs before Emilio Pagan came in for the four-out save. But um, not to uh, totally criticize Jose Alvarado, I will say that um, Austin Meadows not making that play down the right field line that he just overran what should have been an easily caught ball puts the runner at second is not a good start and makes it like, Oh, now I've got to work from behind now and, right. and come from a tough position. Um, but of course it goes back to the thing. You just need Jose Alvarado to throw strikes and he didn't do enough of that last night. And I was a little bit surprised that they even brought him in with, I mean, three runs that, that can disappear quickly. Um, and then I know a run was scored on kind of a, a blooper and Alvarado, was looking at third for some reason and throws an errant ball to first and and that allowed a run to score. So it it was shaky definitely, but um, I don't know, Ulysses, I'm of the opinion that I'd almost rather have him up than Austin Pruitt because Pruitt's going to give up hits no matter what he's Pruitt was lucky to get out of the ball game the other day. I mean, at some point, Runs are going to score if, if Pruitt's on the mound, in my opinion. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you have to take talent over anything right there. And, and Jose Alvarado is more talented than, than Austin Pruitt. Uh, however, the, the control issues are definitely a thing. And they have to be improved. I mean, you, you can't have that ratio uh, and be a successful major league pitcher. Uh, but, yeah, that, that, I mean, what bothered me, really, uh, of his outing was the walk. I mean, mm-hmm. like you said, Meadows get uh, makes that play. That's and then plus the puff out that he got. So that's two easy outs that he, that he obtained. So uh, the, the throw to first. I mean, I've seen Hall of Famers uh, make that mistake. So I, I don't. Uh, it would be nice for you to make that throw to first perfectly. Yes, but that's not the issue. The issue is that he cannot walk guys, especially in late inning scenarios where he will usually be doing his pitching. Uh, so that is the concern. I don't know if AAA is the answer for him right now, uh, just because you know we we need talented arms up there, uh, up in, in the major league club. And if you're saying you to, to put Jose Alvarado uh, in AAA, well, who are you calling up? I mean, who who who's who's better than Alvarado right now in AAA? Yeah, that's a really good point, Ulysses, and. Um... I'm not sure if there's anybody down there as of right now. I mean, you might just have to take your lumps with Alvarado, and it's one of those things where it's sort of a pick your poison. Um, I know Trevor Richards is going to be a bulk guy and going to be called up soon, but uh, I'm not really sure if he's supposed to be in a high leverage spot, although I'm not sure Alvarado is supposed to be in a high leverage spot right now either, although he's designed to be. But um, Richards is probably going to get a call at some point. I mean, maybe when rosters expand – Peter Fairbanks could be an option. He's a guy that's six foot six, throws a hundred. He was acquired in that trade uh, with the Rangers for Nick Solak, and he also right. has a really solid uh, slider as well. Um, he's a guy that uh, has a pretty low whip, 
and strikes out a lot of guys. So that might, might be an option, but it might be one of those things where Alvarado just has to work through um, his inability to throw strikes and, and I think just get more action. I think in low leverage situations would be nice. Who knows? Maybe you, you put him out That's, there as an opener and, and go from there and, and try to build him and work him back up because he's definitely yeah. too talented not to be utilized. Right. I mean, we've all seen Alvarado when he is on and he is untouchable. When he's on, he's untouchable. I, I, I don't care who the other team has. When Alvarado is on, nobody can compare to, to his stuff. Nobody. I mean, this guy has talent to be grade A relief pitching, late inning scenario kind of guy, but right now he, he's not that. And so uh, instead of sending him down to AAA, I would be, uh, you know, on the position that you may be something new with him. Um, I like the opening. Why, why not open with, with Alvarado? Why not giving uh, giving him more than three run lead games to, to, to pitch and, and feel a little bit more comfortable? Um, that's what they started doing with Castillo um, when he came back from injury, is giving him a little bit less stressful innings, less stressful situations to pitch. And maybe that's what you have to do with Alvarado. But sending him down right now, I don't think that's the answer. Yeah, and, and you hope this is an opportunity. I mean, this is the opportunity for Alvarado to get back on track with this easy slate of games over this, like we've talked about it before, this 21-game stretch. I mean, what better to get back in a groove and, and get back to throwing strikes? I mean, he definitely has the 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 fastball back. He was working at 97 and 99 and then had that sinker off of it a couple of times. But um it's just about Kevin Cash put it bluntly. He's got to be able to throw the ball in the zone. And when you're just, you're, you're throwing pitches right. in the dirt and way outside and low and all over the place. That definitely kind of reminds you of, uh, he kind of reminds you of, uh, is it Rick Vaughn from Major Yes. League? Yes. <laughs> you know, you see the talent there, but you just have to hone it in. Um, you have to hone it in, you know, I know just a little bit outside, it's not mm-hmm. cut it. Maybe uh, uh, maybe Alvarado's nickname should be Wild Thing. <laughs> yeah. he, he can have a tendency yeah. to have those wild pitches. It's just been a rough year for Alvarado with uh, some of his family issues back in Venezuela. Then he had the oblique strain. Then he's just struggled all year. And you hope he's able to provide some value for the Rays going forward. Um, all right, Ulysses, today's game, Jalen Beeks is back on the mound. He'll be going up against Cal Quintrell who has been really good. One of the, the bright surprises for the Padres this year. He's got a 1.62 ERA in his last six outings. He's got a four-pitch combination, three off-speed offerings. Um, he doesn't strike out a lot of guys. So I think this is a game where the Rays just have to find a way to be patient, look for their pitch, make solid contact, get on base, and, and try to make something happen with their athleticism and may, maybe be a little bit creative with manufacturing some runs maybe that's some bunts and and just whatever they can do to, right. to try to get to Quintrell because again he's not uh, a power thrower by any means that's going to strike out a ton of guys but just put the ball in play and good things can happen that's what that's what the Rays have done as of late putting the ball in play yes. and good things happening yeah Kevin uh, we cannot stress this enough and I know we sound like a broken record by saying <laughs> time and time and again but you know there is just put the ball in play. There is not one single sub five hundred team in the history of baseball that has had a very reliable defense ever. That just doesn't happen. If if you don't have a winning record, 
you're probably not good at making the routine play. You're not very good at making the, the, the extraordinary play. So just put, just, just make contact, make something happen. I mean, what about the, uh, that run yesterday with that throw home? I mean, that throw to home was anywhere near the plate or the catcher, rather. I mean, so that those are the kinds of, 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 of plays that you have to be able to make if you're a good team, and the Rays are not playing those sort of teams right now. So they have to put the ball in play, make contact, not strike out, and good things can happen. Yeah, you're 100% right about that. I mean, we've seen in this series already where the Padres have just been so subpar defensively and not being able to get that out and allowing runs to score and, and even you know just base hits or, or balls hit to the second baseman. He's not able to convert, and um, it's where good things can happen for the Rays. And, and not to wish injury on any guys, but uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., he had a little bit of a back spasm on a swing uh, in yesterday's game. So for the Rays' sake, maybe you hope that he doesn't play today because – uh, again, he's one of the better yeah. uh, young baseball players in he, the game. He's a machine. He's, yeah. extra- he, he's extraordinary. And, and on our side, well, hopefully, you know, I, I guess Avi's not going to be in the lineup. Maybe Tommy Pham uh, is not going to be in the lineup. So today might be a little bit of a different lineup mm-hmm. um, for, for the Rays. But hopefully uh, those two guys can can come back strong for, for the homestand coming up this weekend. Yeah, and uh, Tatis Jr.'s hair game is also strong. It, it rivals some of the Blue Jays players <laughs> right. like Bo Bichette and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And, uh, well, Freddie Galvis did uh, have yeah. a great hairdo, but he, he got picked up by the Reds on waivers, which was kind of a, a unique move exactly. right there. But, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, all right, that'll do it for today's show. Remember, you can find us on Twitter at LockedOnRays. You can also email us at LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Again, I'm Kevin Weiss. And I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can subscribe to this show on the new podcasting app, Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Rays. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.